honestly, I look at Iowa kind of like I did uh, Kansas State, where, oh, you're cute. This is why I think Michigan is a fake fucking football team this year. Big Red Jones. What I think will happen is it's going to be a four to five point game. I hate Iowa. I hate Texas. Nebraska wins, bitch. <laughs> now watch, Smart Tour is going to burn one for 90. We beat the absolute shit out of you. Oh, shit. <laughs> I talked him into it. Look at that. Baited and switched. Let's go. Are you even ready for this one, dude? Uh, I'm, I did what I could. That's all I can really say. <laughs> this, was, this was a tough one. I, I got to be honest with you. <clears throat> I know you're not looking forward to it. It's I not, don't know that not, I'm looking forward to it. It's not about looking forward to it because I'm always looking forward to a Nebraska football game. Yeah. But the, the, the prep for this game was very tough for me I, for various different reasons, whether it was just the week that I've been having personally, but also just I, I this season has just, I'm not going to say it's broken me, but it has just kicked me in the ass. It's been many, brutal, man. Many times. It's been brutal. And it's it's been tough. And especially with what I think is going to happen on Saturday. <laughs> so, like, Jesus Christ. You know what's so weird? I was thinking about this uh, earlier this afternoon when we were, I was kind of doing a little prep for this show. Um, th- do you remember three years ago when we went down and tailgated for this game? It was the first time I think you and I had ever tailgated together before. We were, I think you were down there, you met, you came in, you came in late with us and you just stopped by with Missy. I don't think you were ever actually there for a while, but we were drunk as skunks. I was going to say, honestly, I don't remember. Didn't have tickets to the game. (laughs) I'm actually, it's kind of coming back to me right now that you weren't with us the whole time. You stopped over there, but I remember Paul White was down there with us. Uh, It was me and Danny and Matt, and we had a handful of people down there. I think Huey was down there. Where were were you roughly? We were over over across, right across the bridge, right by Pinnacle there. Okay. Not in a tailgate lot. It was actually just a parking lot. And I actually Mm. found out this year you weren't supposed to tailgate there. Whatever. Whatever. It is what it is. But we were drunk as fuck, and... We were gonna go over and just grab some scalper tickets and go into the game because they were they were pretty cheap around that time. Just because everybody kind of thought we were gonna get slaughtered, but for some reason I had this overwhelming like sense that things were just gonna go right. It was finally gonna click for us. And, and how'd that boy go? was I wrong? <laughs> oh my god! By halftime, I was like, "Pack this shit up. We're going the fuck home." So this you said this was three years ago. So this would have been the blowout, uh, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So that had been two years ago, but where it was like thirty-four to nothing at halftime or something like that. Uh, the final score was forty-eight to seven. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it was bad. Yeah, it, it, I don't think that touchdown got scored until like the last couple minutes of the game either. I don't, I, I don't remember one that. of those iconic you know garbage but, time. But saying that, that I so don't remember for. a time down in Lincoln is not <laughs> narrowing it down because that just is what happens. That's probably what's going to happen this Saturday because I'm going down for the game then too. Are so, you? Yeah. Oh boy. I just bought tickets for four, or well one ticket for forty dollars this morning. So where are you sitting? Uh, I will be in the south end zone, uh, section sixteen, row thirty two. Oh boy. So basically, go say hi, students. So basically, when uh, we are kicking. Well, we or they are kicking field goals and or extra points. You might be able to see me in my suit behind the uh, goalposts. Maybe you can be a distraction. <laughs> get, them to, get them to miss a couple. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Well, shit, man, I'm pretty, uh, I don't know. I'm indifferent about this game in a way that, like, if I really put my mind to it, I can convince myself this is going to be a fun one. And the overwhelming urge that I have, though, is it just it's a sinking ship feeling. It's like, ah. Eh. I don't even know if anybody's going to want to turn on Husker News or Husker Post Game, anything after this one. So one of my biggest things is when I was trying to go through prep for this game and for this show, I I kept thinking to myself, like everything that I always looked, I kept looking up was so overwhelming for Ohio State for obvious reasons. But I started thinking to myself, like when I was doing prep for the Minnesota game and even prep for the Purdue game, everything was so obvious overwhelming for Nebraska and then look what ended up happening yeah like on paper Nebraska should have kicked both the team's asses and then we got our ass kicked and the fandom in me was like 
well, wait, maybe since it's so overwhelming Ohio State, <laughs> then maybe the roles will be reversed. But then it's like, wait, you're Ohio State, and that's not what happens to you because you're Ohio State. Well, that's and what I think like, is fuck. interesting is you're like, because you, you, even, you even already made mention of it. You're like, did you know that, what did you say, since 2012? Yeah. This is the lowest spread well, that we've seen in this matchup? Yeah. That's, that's crazy. It's insanity. That's crazy. But it's, again, it goes back to that whole, the teams that we have, like, you look at the fact that we've played essentially three top ten teams already this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we played them close. They were one-score games. Yeah. And and they were those were actual close games. It wasn't yeah. like Minnesota or like Purdue. Correct. Yes. Um, and we already talked about that. But that's the thing to me is like, what if it is for real? We just really, really buried our heads in the sand for two games. And we actually can play top ten, top five teams at a one-score game. And maybe Vegas isn't that far off, but Ohio State really is that good. And these FPI rankings and SP plus rankings and things that you see like that aren't that far off from a talent perspective, from a stats perspective. Because I look at it and I'm like, if you just look at simple stats. Analytics is in our favor. I don't mean when I say in our favor, I don't mean in our favor for this Ohio State game. But the reason why this spread is what it is is because the analytics say that we're They say it should be a close game. Exactly. Plain and simple. You run down this. The only thing that really glaringly stands out is their points per game on offense. Yes. But, I mean, they're at 47, we're at 30. But points allowed, 19 and 20. Yard Total yards, 547 to 470. Mm-hmm. That's not a crazy spread there. I mean, that's one trip down the field. Yeah. Uh, which is one score. Mm-hmm. That's a one-score game. You look at yards yards passing. They're they're three forty six to R two sixty six. That's where the big discrepancy is. There two hundred one to two hundred three on rushing. Mm-hmm. We're basically the same rushing team, and we don't have a fucking running back. We don't know who our starter is. Yeah, I mean we kind of know Ramirez now, but it's not like they have you know what what is his name Trayvon or Trayon or whatever Tra- it is Trayvon Henderson. Henderson. Yeah, Trayvon Henderson. It was both of them together. Got it. Sure, but <laughs> like they know he's the bell cow. He's the guy who gets ninety percent of the carries every yes. game. And their offensive line is obviously more talented, more experienced than ours. Oh, so is so is our offensive line. You and me together are more <laughs> talented and experienced than ours. But anyway, <laughs> hey man, since you lost all that weight, you're, you're not really a hey, you're not I'm, really a no line guy. I'm working on gaining it all back, so back it down. <laughs> but I mean, I'm looking at their defense, and I'm like, holy shit! Defensive yards allowed, we stack up three fifty five to three forty eight. Yeah, you know they're allowing a little little more on the passing game than we are. And we're allowing just a touch more, about 19 yards more on the rushing game. Well, the, I know you're comparing between Nebraska and Ohio State, but just look at our team in general. So we're three and six coming into this game. And we talked about this before the season started. Like, if we could just average this many points on offense and only give up this many points on defense, I don't remember what the exact number that we talked about on our show was, but everybody talked about, like, say, if we could give up. Maybe twenty five points. Oh, the a game. preseason stats we asked for, we're getting. Well, that, but that's kind of what I'm getting. At. If if I would have told you at the beginning of the season that three quarters of the way through the season, which w- what we're at right now, we were plus eighty six points on scoring margin, and we were plus five hundred and eighty four in rushing, and plus four hundred and ninety nine yards in passing, what would you say our record was? Sure as fuck, not three and six. No, if you told me three and six, I would have said, fuck you. Speaking of. Fuck you, notes from Jed. Fuck you to everybody that's overreacting to the first college football poll that just came out. Relax. Everybody that is on the poll still has four to five games left. And just remember, back in the day, the first college football poll that came out once had Nebraska at 6-1, ranked number 10 under Mike Riley. And how did that turn out? Not well. So fuck you. Fuck you, Cincinnati, and everybody that thinks that Cincinnati deserves to be in the college football playoff. Sorry, but you don't. You're Cincinnati, and you play in the American Athletic Conference. Get into a real conference, which you will be soon, but you're not now and play a real schedule, and then maybe we'll talk. Until then, I will save a seat right next to me so that you can watch the games with me on TV, where you belong.
Fuck you, Jed Burks. Yes, I'm looking in the mirror at myself and saying fuck you, Jed Burks. Because I kind of went a little overboard on the fuck you, Scott Frost, in the last episode. It was highly emotional, and I apologize. I may not like the guy, but at the same time, that was a little aggressive. My word. We actually got an apology out of Jed. Yep. I uh, I own it. I, w- I was still <laughs> highly emotional coming off of that Purdue game. I think we all were. And uh, I'm not saying that I regret saying it, but at the same time, it was aggressive. That's why I said that was a, a little aggressive. It so. was also funny. It, I mean, let's be real. It was more about the comedic humor. You weren't actually trying to be malicious. I well, mean, not not totally. No, <laughs> that I, wasn't the whole. No, one hundred percent. I was not trying to be malicious, but I also wasn't just saying it for comedy value. That's how I felt in no, the I moment. Know. So, like, <laughs> I get that. I get that. I don't. I trust me, and you know me very well. When I say, I don't say fuck you just for jokes and comedy and all that. I if I say fuck you, I mean it. But oh yeah, that was me in an emotional moment meaning it, but I don't mean it now and whatever. So. But like one, I said, I can own it. Your second one is another one I want to I want to I want to touch on for a second cuz man, go ahead. You're hating on Cincinnati. No, I hate on group of 5 teams that think that they sh- deserve to be in. Okay, I get that and, and I and, and I, hate, I also know that the reason the main reason you hate I also hate, hate fans them, that think that they should be in. So I also know that the main reason you hate on them is because you're a frost hater and from no, when he came no, to no, UCF. No, 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 no. no when no, he no. came from UCF, he had just been one of those guys. But that has nothing to do with Frost. No, that but, has to do with Central hear me Florida. Out, hear me out, not, by the way, I'm not going to call them UCF because they demand to be called UCF so they're Central Florida. Whatever. But I'm just saying I say UCF cuz it's easier. That's cool. Um, no, I say Cincinnati has a better Cincinnati has a better record right now than what Central Florida had that year. Technically, they had the same record, but as far as strength, they have the same record. I'm talking about I'm talking about having strength of schedule. Yes, yes, people that they beat. They beat another top ten team in Notre Dame. Yeah. What do you think about the the CFP rankings that came out on Tuesday? I thought they were. I mean. You think they're on point? Mostly predictable. I don't think, especially without C.J. Verdell for Oregon, their running back, um, I don't think that Oregon is really that great. But I kind of think that they were stuck between a rock and a hard place where they had to put them ahead of Ohio State because they beat them. Now, I'm not, I'm, I understand head-to-head, and I understand uh, if you're not going to count head-to-head, then why play the games? But at the same time, Oregon and Ohio State each have one loss. Yeah. And but the one loss, if you'd compare one losses, Oregon losing to Stanford is much worse than Ohio State losing to Oregon. Big time. I get head to head. I'm not trying to discount that. But at the same time, I think Ohio State still should be ahead of Oregon because tech what I believe, granted we'll never really find out, but it, again, these are all opinions anyway. Uh if Ohio State and Oregon played again right now, Ohio State would beat the shit out of them. Bad. It'd be probably a twenty point game. Yeah. And here's here's the thing that really bugs me about this. Just looking at the top ten. Looking at the top ten and thinking about the games just that I've seen of some of these teams, like Notre Dame, struggling with damn near everybody they've played. Absolutely. Um, they are not a top ten team yeah, visibly. But, but who are you gonna put ahead of who who are you gonna And jump? it's Notre Dame. Let's be real. No, I understand. But below Notre Dame, nobody's gonna jump ahead of them. I I understand. Who's played better? Baylor. Maybe. 100% Baylor. Oklahoma State. Well, okay, hold better. on. Hold on for Baylor. First half of the season, they were trash. They've oh. picked it up since then. They just beat You're a saying. really good Texas team. Badly. Uh, no, really good tech. Wait. They're a good Texas team. What Texas team is really good? They're a good Texas team. I- I'm not saying this as a Texas hater. I own that too. I'm a Texas hater. But I'm you, saying they're but good. But you said really good to start, and then you quickly adjusted it to just good. Yeah, because they have they they're they have what not, three losses, four losses now. They're not very good, but they're pretty good. They've played some really yeah. good teams. The, here's here's the big. They thing. almost beat Oklahoma. They almost no, beat Baylor. They haven't played Oklahoma yet. Oh, you mean Texas? I'm sorry. I was talking. No, the Baylor. other Texas. I was talking Baylor. No, no, no. <laughs> I was I was thinking Baylor in my head. But that's the thing. So you got Baylor and Oklahoma State right outside the top 10. You got Oklahoma at number eight, and everybody's talking about the Big 10 or Big 12. The thing is, is all three of those teams, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma, they all will play each other within this next month. Yeah. So it's going to be a round robin, and and they're going to basically eliminate themselves. So 
Oklahoma being undefeated, if they went out, they're in. I mean, I don't care how far back they are there at number eight. They're they're going to get the strength of schedule because they do not have the strength of schedule right now. They have, yeah. out of all of their wins, they do not have one of them inside the top 25. So, yes, their strength of schedule is garbage up to this point, but the rest of their season, their strength of schedule is very tough, and it's going to propel them specifically past Cincinnati. So, yeah. again, Cincinnati's out. Stop t- fucking talking about them. Stop being all butthurt <laughs> that, oh, my God, little old Cincinnati is not going to be able to get in. No, they don't deserve it. Fuck off. I don't care. Sorry, but this is this is the Power 5 college football playoff. They're and, not- and until it's expanded, that's exactly what it is. Bingo. And, and I actually, so I know you're not a fan of Colin Cowherd at all. You don't like his show. I put it on during my lunch typically just because he usually has good guests over the lunch hour. And Joel Klatt goes on there a lot. And I mm-hmm. like Joel Klatt, not because he's nice I, to Nebraska. I like Which Joel I still Klatt think too. is weird because he's a Colorado kid. Yep. But I like Joel Klatt because he has good takes on things. He I takes agree. A, he takes a look not as a college football fan or a fan of the game. He looks at it more like he's looking at a business analyzing things. And I really like that about the way he talks about things. Because he doesn't he doesn't get emotional about any of it. He's like I, he's like, Look, you want me to look at it as a fan? Or as somebody who's completely non-biased and and just back back completely off of everything. The the other thing, real quickly, about Joe Klett is he doesn't talk over your head. No, like he, he he breaks it down on a very he, he makes basic it very level. simple for yep. all fans, not just the diehards. But he also or the isn't doing it from like he's not lacking information exactly. by doing that. No, I love Joe. He, Klatt. He's very yes. good. He's, he's the nuance in the way he talks about things is absolutely. Awesome. I love Joe Klett. Um. And and he was on yesterday, and they were specifically talking about Cincinnati getting essentially snubbed, yeah, uh, by the CFP and 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 their process and all of that stuff. And he he made a really good point where he said essentially what we've done with this college football playoff is make it so that if you don't make the playoff, your season basically doesn't mean anything. We're he he kept using the phrase disenfranchising those other teams that don't make it and their fans. Because of the fact that the bowl games don't matter anymore, they they and they really don't. The way that they set them up now, there are really really bad teams, six and six teams playing after New Year's now. Like they're the way that that stuff. It's it's basically all gone to oh well, what TV channel can get it fit in at a certain time? And right now we're missing a bowl because we don't have a sponsor big enough yeah, to but pay for it. That's not new. Bowl games are just for TV. No, no, no. I totally, I totally get that. So, but they also used to mean something. Going to a New Year's Day bowl used to mean something. Well, yeah, but they, but they have diversified all the quote unquote New Year's Day bowl games that where we used to be able to watch twelve bowl games in on New Year's Day. True. Back, back in the day when you know we were little and well, you were really little and I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but just look, <laughs> but. The thing is, is TV runs everything. ESPN runs no, everything. ESPN run, literally owns, not just runs, owns 98% of the bowl games. So they need to be able to have time slots for all of these bowl games. So yes, they're going to move these bowl games around to different dates to be able to put them in prime time for people to watch them. But that's just the way it is right now. I agree that... the. Well, what I was going to say is it's not new that the bowl games don't mean anything because even in the BCS era, the top two or three bowl games are the only ones that meant anything. The games between the top I mean, that's four true. or five or six. It was basically everything after New Year's Day. Yeah. New Year's Day and forward, that was what meant shit. Yeah. And I totally get that. But it, it, I don't, I'm not explaining, I'm not regurgitating what he said no. quite as well as what he said it. But what he said really struck home to me from a different perspective in talking about the bowl games meaning more and talking about the reason for expanding the playoff. The thing is, is the bowl, the, it's not going to go backwards. The bowl games are going to mean less and less as we go forward. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think he was really talking about that from a standpoint of trying to make the bowl games mean more, but trying to make it so that bowl games are reincorporated into the college football playoff. So but, the, also, but also... Expanding the playoff to the point that you're going to have at least the five conferences make 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 the conference championship mean something again. I do believe that the the playoff needs to be expanded because if you're only going to have four teams out of 130 that play the sport, yeah, 
that's not good. It's either that or you're saying one of those Power Five conferences isn't a Power Five conference. True. And which, with what's going to happen in the next four to five years? Combine with, the, yeah, no, but the with, with collaboration, and but all with that Oklahoma jazz. and Texas leaving the Big Ten, Big Twelve, Big Twelve is going to be decimated. Well, but the, no, I mean they're not necessarily going to be decimated because they're adding a bunch of teams. But are they going to still be considered in the Power Five, or is it going to be a Power yeah. Four? So that's a big question going forward. But my big thing is, I just don't know. I I agree with expanding the playoff. But it's not about necessarily getting ever all the teams in. I just I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent sold on the twelve team playoff format that is ultimately probably. Going I don't to like happen. twelve. I like eight. Well, it's, I like it's eight. gonna go to twelve. Either way, as long as it's, it's more than four. Because here's my thing too, and and you made the comment of it last week or in our last show. That's why it's played on the field. When yeah. you're looking at the you know the rearview mirror power index of well you should you have won or shouldn't you, doesn't really matter what the stats say. It doesn't really matter what twelve random people sitting in a in a garage somewhere say. It doesn't somewhere it doesn't fucking Dallas. matter. Yeah, yeah, somewhere wherever the fuck they they go to Dallas. Yeah, but it yeah. doesn't matter who what their opinion is. That's why the games are played on the field. And yeah, maybe Cincinnati is not a national championship contender in a top five in a top four, but maybe. They are, and we just don't know that until they play those teams. And if you give them an opportunity, make them an eight. Make them a seven. So my big thing with a team like Cincinnati, and we're only only saying Cincinnati this year because... It's just, it's just a good example right but, now. But even with Central Florida a couple of years ago and whoever else. Hell, Cincinnati last year, who was really good and all those things. Hell, uh, Texas San Antonio is still undefeated, and they're not even in the top 25 of the college football yeah. playoff. But... Those types of teams, it's it's not necessarily whether or not they can compete in the playoff in a smaller structure playoff that is happening right, whether it's the four team or eight team or twelve team that in the future, uh, it's it's the regular season that I'm talking about. You play the weekly, uh, game to game grind of playing superiorly tough competition, like a. Big 12 or Big 10 schedule, for instance, and the Cincinnati is coming into the Big 12 in a couple of years, playing a week to week grind of that type of a schedule. It's a big difference between playing, for instance, Cincinnati's schedule, and I'm not saying their schedule specifically, but you play Houston, SMU, Memphis, Tulane, Tulsa, whatever. Like, there's a big difference between playing those teams and playing Oklahoma State. Kansas, even though Kansas is terrible, Kansas State, Texas Tech, in the Big 12, there's a big difference between playing that weekly schedule grind that allows you to be undefeated in the American Athletic Conference. You're more than likely not going to be in the Big 12. I totally get that. But I am going to throw this out there because they haven't just played nobodies to this point. They've got Notre Dame on their schedule as a win. Indiana's terrible, so don't bring up Indiana. They have Indiana. You brought up the Big Ten. I know. Big Ten team. That's fine. But they Indiana's were in the terrible. Big Ten championship last year. They've got a lot of players back. Indiana, didn't they? No. I thought they did. No. My bad. Either way, <laughs> they were close to it. No, they, they were really good what, last year. They lost year? two games last year? Yeah, they, no, they were really good last year, but that's last year. But I'm saying it's not like they're just playing lay down Larry's. I get it, but... I'm talking about the week-to-week grind. I get it. I That's get it. what I I'm talking it. about. I understand they, they have those random games, whether it's Indiana or Notre Dame, which is a big boy school. It's the week-to-week after week after week after week that can wear a team down. And if you have the talent that Cincinnati has, which they do have really good talent, but it's the constant grind. It's, it's what we talked about when Boise State was, quote-unquote, Boise State back in the day. Yes, they were rolling through their schedule every year, but if they would have played in a real conference, would they have? Kind of been like able BYU to do that? right now is that uh, same type? Well, of thing? I can't really say that about BYU because BYU, like basically, if they were in the Pac-12, they would win the Pac-12 conference because they have like four or five Pac-12 wins. Like their schedule is ridiculous on how many Power Five wins that they have that so far this year. But what you were kind of saying, yes. 
it's the week-to-week grind. That's what I'm talking about. In Cincinnati right now, I guess I can't definitively say that they wouldn't be able to handle it, but in my opinion, they wouldn't be able to handle yeah. it. Again, that's why we play the games. Absolutely. We don't know. Because right, think about it this way. Nebraska was supposed to beat Purdue by the same amount, according to Vegas, as what Vegas said Ohio State's supposed to beat us this week. This is a Nebraska show. We're supposed to be breaking down this game. <laughs> no, I, but what you asked about but the playoffs. But first, before we get to that, a quick word from our sponsors. Well, we always have these questions that we like to ask every week, and this week I decided that I would take them over and Wait. have a little bit more fun with them. Which I'm very grateful for because <laughs> I was struggling this, this week. I just, when you hit me up with that text, what was that, like noonish? Something like that? Sometime this morning. You I were like, like, dude, um, I'm at five and I can't think of any more, and I... I, I don't know. I, I and feel even like, even half the ones that I came up with were like stretching. Well, and it's one of those things too. It's like you look at just if you're just looking at stats, it's hard to come up with stuff right now for this game because your brain says, "Nah, this is going to be it," but the stats say, "No, this should be it." So, so my biggest my biggest uh, struggle was to not make these so aggressive towards Ohio State, like literally in my head because I of how I think this game is going to go. I was like, so what will be more, uh, Ohio State touchdowns or tackles by Nick Heinrich? Like, <laughs> no, so, but, so I, I don't want to go that way. <coughs> and so, so that... <laughs> Holy fuck. So that's that, funny. That's why I was struggling. Like, every time I thought to my head of a good over-under... It was so aggressive it was towards Ohio super State up shit. Yeah. that it's like, uh, I can't do those. So that's why I was struggling. But Nah, man, I uh, I, I didn't struggle to get to eight. So that's I'm going to kick it off with total yards gained by Nebraska. By the way, now that you said you have eight, you can't give me shit for doing seven or eight. Oh, yeah. Anymore. Well, I had, to, I had to keep it the same <laughs> I know. now, I'm giving man. You, I'm, giving, I'm giving you shit. Relax. No, I said total <laughs> yards gained by Nebraska. You had it at 350 when you sent me that. I, I said. Nah, bro, I looked at the stats. 400 makes sense. Okay, then I'm going under. I don't care what your number is. I'm going under. Why? It, it, you said that you jumped it up, and I was like, under. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. It's yeah, under. why do you think it's going to be under? Uh, Well, Ohio State's defense is giving up 350 yards, 354 yards per game. The last five, they've only given up 283 per game, and their rushing defense in the last five is 62 yards per game. So... Considering our offense and how we like to just punch ourselves in the dick the entire game, <laughs> uh, you put it at 400, I'm going under. Yeah, my thing on this one was, though, that every big game this year, our offense has played well. It's been our special teams and our penalties that have killed us. And so I think about, you know, I went back and I looked at, okay, cool. Well, the Michigan game where we lost it basically on a, on a fumble that, it felt like we were going to go down and drive the field, right? That's what it felt like. We racked up 431 yards in that. Okay? Yep. Go back on and look at the next best defense in my mind that we've played is probably Michigan State. Would you agree? Uh, Yes. That game that, if we all recall... We lost 430 yards. I was going to say 442 yards total is what we had in that game. On my chart, I got 430, but whatever. Over 400. Yeah, it's over 400. It seems very doable to me. Um, The college football playoff, apparently, committee thinks that Michigan State's better than Ohio State. So um, I'm saying 400. I'm going to go over on that. I think that Adrian's going to be 100% or... As close to 100% <laughs> as can be. Okay, first that of all, he, closer he's to, not going to be 100%. That closer to might be closer to 100 than <laughs> the 35 that it was last week. I'm telling you, he will not be 100%, but go ahead. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. It's hard It's hard for <laughs> certain body parts to heal that fast. Exactly. Um, So, Jed's under, BJ's over. I'm definitely under. Total yards gained by Ohio State. Okay. 500. Whoa. Sounds like a big number, and we are not giving that many yards up to anybody. That's true. Um, but it's Ohio State, and there's this part of me that feels like 59-6 to six or something like that is going to be our score. So 500 yards. Like, I see this 
the the total points on this is sixty six. I see it going under by one, and it being all Ohio State. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the under on that only because the possibility of short yardage drives turnovers. Yeah, so which I'm, they are a positive eight on the season. Yeah, and we're now what negative three. Yes. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you don't have a you don't have a reason on that other than short field. That that's that's my reason. I mean, my my thing on that is if if they go over five hundred, their quarterback's having a hell of a day, which he has been lately. Yeah, I mean, oh, he's definitely settled in. He's really that's good. for fucking sure. <laughs> and the fact that he's a freshman scares the shit out of me. You had interceptions by Nebraska on here at point five over under. So basically, can we get one? Yeah, can we get one? What do you think? So one of my big things, the reason why I had this is since Nebraska has joined the Big Ten and all of the times that we've played Ohio State, which is all but like I think three years since we've been in in this league, we only have two interceptions against Ohio State total. And Ohio State has not thrown an interception this season since September. I was going to say, he only has three total. Yes. And so that's kind of why I was like, hey, can we get an interception? And in my opinion, the answer is no. Yeah. No, I see that. Um, I'm also going to go no. Mostly because I don't feel like we really look for him. I feel like we have like two dudes on our team that looks for him and the rest of them, no. Well, and the other reason why we, we're, not gonna, we're still not going to have Deontay Williams, who yeah. has had a handful of interceptions for us already anyway. Also, by the way, I did not write this down because I don't know that you officially said that. On your previous question on Ohio State rush, or total yards, what's your over? I tried to glaze over that without saying. Fuck off. <laughs> well, you have I, to give an answer. I'm going under. Okay. I'm going under. I think, I, I think our defense is going to hold strong a little bit on this. Um, the only way that I see it going over is if this does turn into a boat race. Yeah. If this turns into, okay, no defense is played today. This looks like a Big 12 game. Yeah. You wanted to talk about this Trayvon, Travion, Travion Henderson, yep. who is averaging, it's, it's interesting, he's averaging 7.9 per carry on the year. Yeah. But he's only averaging 106 yards a game. Yeah. So he's not running the ball a shit ton. No. But his average is up there. So you wanted this one. I went ahead and just set it right at eight. That's kind I set of, it at an even eight. That That's what I had. Because at. I feel like. The good rushers have still hit us for an average. We just haven't allowed them to run the ball that much. So he has played in all of the, obviously all the games. Half of the games he has gone for under double-digit rushing attempts. So like exactly that, where like there, it's either he's over 20, yard, 20 carries a game or he's under 10 carries a game. Sure. In this one, I think he's going to be over 10 carries a game. I don't know if he'll go over 20, but he's going to go over 10. Uh, As far as over, under 8 yards per carry, honestly, I got to go with the over. I'm sorry, but I just, he's really good, and uh, he's a freshman, and he's scary as hell, and stop me if you've heard this from me before, I don't trust this team. Oh, um, another really, really good. In fact, you were heralding him as the best running back in the country when we played him at the time, uh, Mr. Kenneth Walker the third. Well, he is the best running back in the country right now. Okay, just well, at the we time, we held him. Cool. He ran the ball nineteen times. Mm-hmm. We held him to sixty-one total yards in that game. Three point two was his average. Yep. I'm going under. I kind of made that a sucker line for you. I'm going under. I think it's going to be way under. I think it's going to be closer to like five, four and a half to five. Um, I don't know that he's going to run the ball a shit ton, but if he does, it's going to be well after it matters, and it's going to be just garbage little chunk, two and three yards. Yeah. So that's where I am on that. Um, Adrian Martinez. Total offense, this year he's averaging 301.6 yards per game. I put him at over under 250 because he's hurt. Over. 
Over? I think I think he's actually going to get some rushing yards in this game. And so you're thinking at least the bottom half's a little bit healthier. Y- yes. Uh, that's a good way to put that. <laughs> very, very. I see. I see what you got there. Uh, sneaky, sneaky. Um, but also, the weakness of the Ohio State defense is their secondary. Does, sure. It doesn't mean that they suck by any means. No, they're still five star recruits. Exactly. But the weakness is in their secondary. So if if the over under is at two fifty, I'm taking the over on that one. Gotcha. Um. Damn, I really thought I was going to get you with that one, too, to snag under <laughs> on a low number. Um, I think that he's going to go over his season average of 301. I wow. thought about setting this at 300. Honestly, when you when you first said what his season average was, I almost I was in my head thinking, okay, he's going to say at least 300. I'm probably going to go with the under on that. But as soon as you said 250, I'm like, nope, over. Well, my biggest thing about this one was when I was setting this, I'm like, yeah, but he's been hurt for the last three games, and his, his yardage has gone way down. Yeah. And it's actually drug his average down. His average was closer to like 345, 350 prior to the basically the end of the Michigan game when he got that ankle hurt. Yep. Um, or before he got hurt in practice the yeah, following week. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I'm going over. Like I said, I think he's going to be closer to that season average. I think that it might actually be – what, what do you More th- like a 325, 340 I was going to say, what do you think about moving the line to maybe like a 275? I'd move the line to 300. I don't care. I think I think 300 is at least fair. But I think 250 is also one of those numbers where it's like he could come out and throw two or three picks in the first half, and Frost will have to bench him. If he throws, If he throws more than two picks in the first half, the crowd will be booing and leaving so fast that Frost will legitimately have to put him on the bench almost for his own protection. I I will still, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I will still be very shocked if Frost benches him again. Yep. And I say again because he got benched last year. I know. For two games. I know. Uh, and there was a more talented kid waiting for him, even though he wasn't a quarterback. I was going to say where, but no, he wasn't more talented. More talented than some others? Oh, well... But not as a quarterback, no. That's what I mean. No, he was not more talented. Well, I haven't as seen Smothers hardly throw the ball either. That's so. fine. He may be more talented athletically, but not as a quarterback. For sure. No. So do you want to move that line or do you want to keep it at two fifty? I think we'll keep it at two fifty. Okay. We'll see who bites on the over. That's fine. Um, after this week, will Ohio State's currently in the college football playoff ranking ranked fifth. Okay. After this week, will OSU be ranked? In the college football playoff ranking, over or under fourth. Well, that one's going to be a tough one for us to review since the playoff poll won't come out till Tuesday, and we usually record on Monday. True. We'll, we'll, I'm, we'll I'm just throw it okay, out there. I just want to make sure that you understand yeah. that. After this weekend, are they going to be ranked over or under fourth? Um, let me quickly look to see who Oregon is playing this week. Um, because I know Michigan State's playing Purdue. Georgia's not going to lose, so I'm not worried about that. I don't care who. Oregon plays Washington at 6:30 p.m. Okay, then no, they will not be. They will not be in the in the they. So you're asking if they're going to be in the top four. I'm asking if they're going to be in the over or under the four. No, four under, spot under under. Okay, because I don't I don't think anybody above them is going to lose. So I agree with that. Um, I don't even know who does Alabama play this week. I don't even know. I don't even care. They're going to win. Yeah, I, I'm kind of <laughs> in the same boat. Um, I don't think they're going to lose until they play Georgia. Pretty much. Well, they, honestly, Auburn is playing decent football. So when they are. Alabama Auburn play, who knows? But who knows? Times Ryan Day references NU as a good slash great team in his post game presser. Over or under two and a half. It's funny that you have. Dude, he loves Scott Frost. Yeah, I know. He loves Scott Frost. He loves to say how good Nebraska is. I don't know if he just wants us to keep Scott so that we can stay bad or what the fuck the deal is. All the all the <laughs> Big Ten coaches want, want us to keep Scott Frost. Um, by the way, uh, Alabama plays LSU, so they're not losing. Oh, yeah, they're not losing. <laughs> <laughs> is Coach O going to pull one more out of the bag? No. I'll get him up there. No, it's going to be good. He'll let one of his girlfriends pull out of his bag. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. It's called an extraction, folks. Yeah. 
Um, so cold. Well, so how many times he says Nebraska's a good team? <laughs> yeah, I put it over under two and a half. He's, you know he's going to say it at least twice. Yeah, I'd go with the under of that. <laughs> now we're going to be forced to watch Brian Day's press conference. I'll watch it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but it's funny that you bring up the press conference because that's my joke one coming up at the oh, end. Oh, give it to me now. It'll it'll fit in perfect. Okay. Well, first of all, what's your... No, 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 no. no what's give your, it to me What's now. your over-under on Ryan Day? Oh, I'm it? going over. Okay. I'm going over. Well, okay, so let's, let's, let's rephrase this question just a little bit. Because I'm basically saying his on-field interview as they're leaving and his post-game press conference. So basically, spoiler alert, you're saying on-field interview as they're leaving, that means you're picking Ohio State to win. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because well, they, they don't yeah. talk to the losing coach. <clears throat> Whatever. I'm just saying. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing I'm it out there. I'm pigeonholing you there. But uh, so my, my kind of joke over-under is how many times in the post-game press conference – does Scott Frost mention the word close? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. I knew you were going there with that. And I've got the number at four and a half. By the way, four when and you half. made that video, <laughs> I totally thought you were going to chop that up a hell of a lot more. And we were going to have like close, close, close. We're this close, 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 I will, close, 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 like like 50 okay. of them. I, I will tell you, I did it off my phone and it every vi- every clip has to be at least a second. So I couldn't <laughs> cut it that <laughs> let me let me say it exactly this way. I couldn't cut it that close. Oh shit! So <laughs> shit. So yeah. Wouldn't it be funny? Did you ever watch those like the? They did them to like techno beats and shit like that. But they took like, um, what's his name? Uh, Charlie Sheen, and they're like, <laughs> "Come on, bro, I got tiger blood." Like, you never? Do you ever watch any of those videos? No. It'd be really funny to take some of Frost press conferences. Chop them up like that and put them to like a techno beat and do throw like some an of that auto tune to it. Oh <laughs> hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about, dude. It's so fucking funny. So so four and a half times he mentions how close they are. Four and a half in that's the post game. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go over. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going over for sure. <laughs> going over for sure. I am as well. <laughs> um, and you know what's funny? I actually didn't think about that. The whole uh, walking off interview and the postgame presser so that's that's an interesting thing you brought up my last question that i have for you is times you see frost on camera looking up at the scoreboard seemingly confused well that's gonna be over that's gonna be a tough one to calculate but well no 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 no. if you watch the broadcast you can't watch the fast forwarded version i understand so you're not gonna be able to see it but when you rewatch it you're gonna have to watch the full broadcast shit i always watch the 60 minute one but Sorry, buddy. Okay. I guess I have Over to. or under three and a half. If you want, I'll just keep track of it for you because there's no way in fuck I'm paying for tickets to go to this game. Under. Under. Honestly. Maybe. Under three and a half. Yeah, because I don't know. Right. They show him a lot. I know, but. Especially with all the speculation that will be going on this week after that chancellor came, or the president came out and wouldn't give him a yes or a no. Uh, there's going to be a lot of speculation talked about in the color commentary on the, during this game. You already know that. But what that guy said was pretty... I Maybe you should recap that because I don't even really know. I didn't read it. I didn't open it up. And it was Omaha World Herald, so I couldn't fucking... I'm not going to pay for that shit. I don't pay for it. I just happen to see it. Well, it's. I think you can. I think you can go to it from your IP address like three times in a month. Otherwise, they ask you for a subscription. Which they, is, which is also kind, kind of why when I posted it, I cut out the quotes so that if you can't read it at least you see the money quotes yeah so but anyway you said the three and a half looking up at the scoreboard what's your uh what's i was going under two okay uh let me see if i can find this okay i got it here uh ted carter when asked about the direction of the program he said it would be addressed in the in the coming weeks he also said quote i don't want to get too far ahead of our skis right now carter said I don't think I it will be too too far down the road that you're going to know which direction the program is going to go. I can tell you this: no decision has been made. Yeah, man, and I that's think basically that the money just, quote. I, I get that. I understand what he's saying, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, we don't we don't do any reviewing of our process or any reviewing of our people until the year end. Any fucking CEO, CFO, president. They're going to give you that same line, and it's a bunch of bullshit. But that, they but know who, they know who's going and who's start and who's staying. But that's not what he said. What it, if if it was a foregone conclusion 
that Scott Frost was staying because he's under contract for many years continuing past this year. If it was a foregone conclusion that he was staying, then what you say in that quote is, Scott Frost is our head coach and we're looking forward to the game against Ohio State on Saturday. Well, yeah, that's what somebody that's not looking to stay hot headline in the media says. But when you, when he says the direction of the program will be addressed in the coming weeks, that tells me, it doesn't tell me that he's for sure going to be gone. I'm not, I'm not going to go that far. And I know that in the hand, last handful of shows that we've done where we have recapped whether or not Frost is going or staying or whatever else, I have said... It's been a big fucking roller coaster the last two weeks. I have said multiple times, do I want him gone? Yes. Do I think he deserves to be fired? Yes. But, I don't, but he's not going to be, so it's a pointless conversation. I now believe that it's at least a conversation. I don't believe that it's over 50%, but with this with this comment from Ted Carter, to me it says it's at least being discussed. That's fair. So it there's much more smoke now than there was previous. Again, well, my how much smoke, is, I don't know, but it's there's at least more smoke. I just don't see what could change things from making a move right now. Unless you have a big name person, I'm not talking about, you know, an up and comer. I'm talking about a big name person that is legitimately saying I'm interested in this job. Uh, I don't know if the person that I'll tell you about later uh, is saying. He doesn't want to tell you guys, just me. Yes, <laughs> uh, is is telling us that he's interested, but uh, we are very interested in one specific person and Wolf. Yeah, we've been very interested no, in many specific people, and but it's all I'm talking bullshit. about a name. Oh, what, are we gonna go steal him from fucking Cincinnati? No, <laughs> no. I don't even think Zach Taylor liked being here that much anyway. Oh, you mean NFL Cincinnati? I thought you. Were talking oh yeah, that's Luke, what I'm talking. I thought about. you were talking Luke Fickle. Cincinnati. Oh, why would Luke Fickle come down here? I, he's get, he's tormenting them from fucking two blocks away. I agree. I I think if James Franklin leaves Penn State, then Luke Fickle will go to Penn State. That would make sense. Yeah, that would make big time sense. Yes, I think Franklin winds up in USC. Well, that's what I'm saying. That or LSU. Yeah, I think if I was him, I would take the USC job. I agree with you, but I'm just saying. Doesn't he recruit more from the West Coast anyway? Isn't that where more of his talent comes from? I mean, he knows the SEC because he coached at Vanderbilt, so I mean, at least he has ties down there. But if they call that coaching, well, he was he he, recruited at Vanderbilt. He was the one coach that could actually win at Vanderbilt. (laughs) Well, there you go. So I mean, he won like nine games at Vanderbilt for crying out loud. That's fair. That's fair. I'll I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Well, we've come to the uh, the final the final over under and the final spread over under here. The spread in this game is 15. It's an even 15 right now as we're looking at it. Over. But <laughs> <laughs> you're taking Ohio State? Yes. Taking Ohio State minus 15. Hardcore. I have got to say I'm not. Wow. I am not. Wow. I'm not. I am taking Nebraska in the 15 points, and we're running. Nebraska wins this game right out by a field goal. By a fucking field goal, and Connor Culp instantly becomes a folk hero. Culp isn't even our kicker anymore. Who is? The the guy that played at Penn State or Purdue against Purdue. Well, the new kid becomes a folk <laughs> hero. I don't even fucking know. Wow, that's embarrassing. Wow, that is that's how bad. much I care about our kickers. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry, whoever the fuck you are. I will take a gulp for that one. Wow. Um my bad, whoever you are. My my bad buddy. But um no, Nebraska wins this outright by a field goal. So you think Chase Contreras is going <laughs> to... You had to go look his name up, too. I did. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I could have said his name, but I've already had nah, bro. too much Jaeger, and I don't uh, remember what his name... I didn't remember what Nebraska his name Nebraska is going to win this game on a field goal. It's going to happen. Hey. It's finally going to happen. We're going to get that signature win under Frost. It's going to be the fucking thing of nightmares for Ryan Day because it will absolutely destroy their hopes of college football playoff and probably the best wide receiver core he's ever going to have at Ohio State. And... On top of that, it's going to come with special teams winning it for us. Oh, it's going to be the sweetest. Quit pulling sweetest shit out of your ass. Moment. Come on, man. Sweetest moment in Nebraska football 
history in the last 20 years. Did, did you sit here all day while you were working and think, okay, what is the absolute, positively, least possible scenario where Nebraska wins any game against anybody? No, because if that so was going to be So let's bring up special teams. No, 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 no. Listen, if it was going to be that man. way, you know it would be a punt return. <laughs> well, you brought a punt return teams. for a touchdown would be <laughs> the icing on the cake, man. If we kick a field goal and then we get a punt return for a touchdown, that would be like the best way to win the game ever. It's a fucking thing, man. Or or if you want to keep going special teams, a punt return that sets up the field goal to win the game. Oh, balls, man. Now we're getting in over way over our we're talking about being over our skis. No kidding. I um I just I don't see it. I'm sorry. You I know, do. I, just... I do and I also see 66 in this game. That over is huge. It's way bigger than what we've seen. Yeah. Um, Vegas obviously thinks we're going to score some in this game. I think that they showed last year their defense is something we can move the ball on. It's the same way this year in my book. We're going in. We're going to take them out. It's going to be something like a, I don't know, I'm thinking like 39-37 type game. So I already told you where. Maybe 41-37. I already told you where I'm sitting uh, in the stadium. Uh, if anybody wants to stop by and say hi at the tailgate, we're going to be uh, right outside the east side of the stadium uh, where all the rich people are at and uh, j- right by the elephant, right outside that one big building. Uh, we'll be right there. I'll be in my checker suit, so you'll be easy to find me. If you want to stop by, say hi, take a shot of Jaeger with me. I will be more than happy to share. Jed's going to be blackout drunk when we when we win this game, by the way. I know by the time the game's over, I won't be blackout, but I will be doing <laughs> <laughs> But otherwise, yes. So you totally called me when I said Ryan Day is going to have multiple times to say that this is a good football team. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about the postgame off the field, and he's not going to get a shot at that. Yeah, well, he will. Because Scott Frost <laughs> is going to be getting, like, everything of Gatorade on that fucking field is going to be dumped on his back. He's going to have the biggest smile and a redder face than we've seen all year just because he's going to be grinning from ear to ear and it's going to be chapping his lips. I, I will tell you this. If that happens, I will be one of the people on the field pouring the Gatorade on Scott Frost. That's a wrap. Be sure to like our page and join the Big Red Junkies Nation group on Facebook. You can now find us on all the major podcast networks, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon. Thanks for listening, and go Big Red! <laughs>